Good evening, ladies and gentlemen. Welcome to another episode of A Good Drop. Today, we're going to be doing a blind lager taste test. Yeah, and uh, of course, lager being the most widely purchased variety of beer, there's um, really very little likelihood of us guessing what it is. <laughs> Stay could be, tuned. Could be anything. I'm Stu. I'm Michael. Cheers. Cheers. Alright, of course, back in business with a mystery lager. Uh, we have, we're pouring uh, drink number one. No, I, oh, how am I supposed to tell which one's which? Oh yeah, there's no... Uh... <laughs> there's no numbers on these yet. Um, I'm sure I've got a Sharpie somewhere. That's not a pour. No, that was dreadful. That was <laughs> dreadful. I, I tilted one glass, but not the other, and it's very evident. Uh, unbelievable. So... Smells like lager. And it certainly has the amber appearance of lager. Yeah. There's a lot of head in these glasses, but that could be because of the pour. Doesn't matter. Yeah, well, for a, for a lager, it's got a very golden color. Um, I've seen a lot of lagers that are more yellow in appearance, but this one is... This one is more golden. Smells pretty... Smells all right. Yeah. So, like, it doesn't smell like a cheap, nasty one. That's not a sharpie, but scribble something just on the paper, just so we know what's what. All right. What do you reckon? The head's very thick; it holds onto itself. Yeah, it really held the head surprisingly well, and it is a very, very amber-looking hmm. lager. It's almost the same color as our uh, podcast logo. It doesn't really... It smells very fruity for a lager. Yeah, it's got a very mild smell. Yeah. I'm I'm intrigued. Yeah, as as am I. I mean, um, we did... We, we should explain, of course, that we had... Uh, we had assistance from... From our friends at our favourite bottle shop. From our friends at our favourite bottle shop to fetch three lagers from differing price categories for the purposes of this blind taste test. They were intrigued and went and... Did their due diligence, and now... And now here we go. Here we go, tasting the first one. Tasting number one. So, Mickle's having a taste. A oh. surprising reaction. Yeah, I am I am surprised. It tastes more like an ale than a lager. Ooh. Like, very light and fruity. Uh, it's got the bitterness of a lager. Mm. Um, and the almost meaty flavour that a lager has but yeah it's very very fruity for a for a lager yeah yeah very very light and fruity for a lager mm. not bad i mean yeah you're right it's not quite ale territory but no. but it's not a flavor you expect out of a lager mm. yeah nice and refreshing oh yeah so super refreshing so just a, a quick refresher on lagers they are a beer based that was originally made in europe in belgium mm where they uh, got the Saccharomyces yeast and found a cold brewing version, a a, a breed of the, the brewer's yeast that could withstand the cold temperatures of the Belgian winter. 
Yeah, and of course what they ended up making was a beer that is at its best when it's at the sort of temperature of a Belgian winter. <laughs> yeah, ice cold. Yep. It's like minus 17 degrees or something. Yeah, and I mean, so you probably don't want it that cold, but <laughs> cold enough that the glass is frosty. Yeah, which is not quite what we're drinking it at today. No, but we haven't quite hit that temperature. But that's okay. Perhaps we should put the others in the in the freezer. So now, you know, the head's gone back to a normal size. It's a um, frothy collection on top. Yeah, I'm not seeing a lot of effervescing in it at all. No. It looks very flat. It did from the moment we poured it, which is remarkable considering how strong the head was. Yeah, and yeah, it's not especially fizzy. But I suppose mm. that's not but, a bad thing. It means no. you can drink it faster. Yeah, so I, I guess now we need to talk about whether or not we like it mm. and whether we think it's low, mid, or high, high in the know. pricing brackets. I don't normally drink lager, so I'm I'm sort of guessing. Mm. I think it's it's not a cheap beer. It doesn't taste, it doesn't have the, the smell of a cheap beer. Yeah, no, it, it's definitely got a um, a complexity to it mm. that you wouldn't expect from a cheaper, yeah, from a cheaper anything. Yeah, like right. whether it was you know a lager or an ale or whatever, you would expect less complexity if it were cheaper. Mm. I'm um, gonna hazard a guess at medium. Medium, yeah, yeah, I wouldn't uh, wouldn't disagree. I think it's probably around there as well, based on the based on the flavor profile of it. Yeah. Like it's it's a definitely a good one. I would buy this one again. Yeah, yeah. I'm I'm very much enjoying drinking it. That's that's for sure. So this is, mm. I mean, and we we may find that we enjoy all three, which would True. be good, as we we've had that in the past where we've enjoyed them all, but there were some we enjoyed more than others, and some that we thought, yeah, that's definitely the top. That's definitely the bottom. Yeah. Um, yeah, I don't know if it's going to be quite as clear cut this time. Yeah, and potentially we may need to reassess mm. after we've tried the other ones. Yeah, that's it. All right. Uh, do you want to finish these up and go on for number two? And move on to number two, absolutely. All right, stay tuned. You were saying before that you don't know whether these are craft... You. You got you got these beers from our bottle favorite bottle shop, yeah. And, and you were saying that you don't know whether these are craft beers or not. That's that's correct. Yeah. Um, yes, they asked. Does it does it matter if they're you know domestic or craft or whatever? I said no, no. As long as they're lager, so mm. potentially they could be from anywhere in the spectrum between domestic beer right the way up to craft beer. Yeah, because I suppose if you don't include craft beer. The only options are domestic or import. Yeah, and that does cut it short and almost make our job too easy. Yeah, because the imports are really good and really noticeable. Mm. And you got your cheap commercial beer, which is iconic. Yeah, and we could well end up... I mean, if we've got one of each. Yeah. If we've got a domestic and a craft and an import... It could be very hard to tell, which is the... Oh, I suppose, yeah, you can tell the difference between a... a like uh what's what's the word um, um mass produced d- mm. uh, d- domestic beer yeah mass yeah, produced then, domestic yeah between a mass produced and a craft because of course a lot of the imports are mass produced as well yeah um but the mass produced imports are a much higher quality 
Oh yeah. Well, depending yeah, on where they usually are. depending. Like if it's if it's German or something. Yeah. This, <laughs> gonna be, this doesn't taste like a German. No, beer. this does not taste like a German lager. Mm. Still good. Oh yeah, but not definitely not an import. Mm. But I, I well, do not have a, sorry, not a, a not a a European beer. Yeah, well, not not a domestic quality import. I guess not a not a mass produced import potentially. Mm. Because we we don't know. No. It, well, this is half the reason we haven't been in mystery bags. Yeah, and if uh, if it turns out to be a craft beer, that would explain the interesting flavors because mm. they kind of, you know, craft beer producers do like to play around with the format a little bit. They sure do. They sure do. All right, on to beer number two. All right, we have beer number two in front of us. Is that the same label on top? Um, it is not. It is a different letter. It's a different label. It is too. There yeah. It, I just saw a B and I thought, yeah, so hang on, we, the last one was a B. We don't recognize. We don't know what brand it is. No. No, not this which time. Is, which is fine. Like, I recognized the other one. I have no idea what this is. Um, oh, apparently it's a twist top. Is it? It says it is, but it doesn't look like... Oh, yep. Oh, there you go. Yep, twist. It's a twist top. Oh, I use a bottle opener with all of them anyway. <laughs> it's just easier to... Easier on your fingers. Okay. I'm gonna so... Tilt this time. Immediate impression. It's lighter in colour. Much lighter in colour. It's more of a gold... A yellow gold instead of an amber gold. Very interesting. All right. The, um... The head is not as creamy as the as the last one either. Yeah, no, I mean it's it's definitely there, but it looks like it's fading quite fast as well. Hmm. Doesn't hold its hold the the volume, and and again, no. Oh, there's a little bit of effervescing, but the other one had nothing at all. Had nothing at all. Yeah, and nothing this I suppose may be in part as well because we just freshly rinsed these glasses. Uh. Does that make a difference? No, it, it can make a difference to how much it effervesces. Oh. Well, they they were clean glasses. Yeah, oh no, but like the, the water can make a difference because they were damp. Oh, I see, I see. There you go. But All right. Let's have a, have a smell. Cheers. Cheers. Ooh. Oh. That's... It's a much more lager fragrance to it. Yeah, this smells... Cheap. It's got that cheap lagery smell or an import lagery smell. You, yeah. You don't know until you taste it. That's right. It, it's definitely, if the other one was craft, this is not. Judging by the smell, there's not, there's a strength to it, but it doesn't have the sweetness or complexity that we got in the other one. There is no complexity in that flavor. It's lager. Hello. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's like, it's a pleasant lager. Yeah. Like, like it doesn't taste bad, but there's a very little flavor to it. Yeah, there's no extra flavors. There's nothing hidden in the mm. back end. There's no surprise. Yeah, and the um, the bubbles wrap your tongue around this one, so I'm assuming that also affects the the flavor that you actually taste. Mm. Yeah, undoubtedly. And yeah, so it's still very pleasant, but I, I think. Mm. Yeah, I reckon this is one of the cheap ones. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, I'm I'm not 100% certain where we would put this. I mean, I would, I would put it under 
number one, mm. but was number one the middle, or will we have the next one and find that number one was actually the top? Good question. And that this is the middle because this is quite a pleasant lager. But it, well, not saying that there are not saying that lagers are bad, but that there are definitely worse lagers than this. Yes, I'm basing my judgment off the uh, the the te- the quality. I guess. The quality of the beer—that's what we're trying to decide on. Yeah. Um. It the 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 amount of flavors, the the way it, the the way it it, it tastes carbonated actually, like post brewing carbonated. Mm. That's the kind of um, mouthfeel I'm getting from it. Because the bubbles didn't wrap your tongue like this on the first beer. Yeah. There, there's a definite. Fuzz, sort of during and in the aftertaste. Yeah. And I know for a fact that uh, one of our domestic mass mass production uh, breweries, Forex, they carbonate their beers post-brewing. And to be sure they get that fizz and And, sound when you open them. And they have the same mouthfeel as this current lager. Mm, so you're you're comparing this to say a four X summer, yes. Lack of flavour, easy to quaff, easy to drink. Sorry, mm, well we, we use English. <laughs> yeah, I mean, lack of flavour is probably a bit harsh. I mean, lack of complex flavour. All right, I think could be more could be more apt. You're more trying apt, to be nice. Yeah. Well, I am because it does have a flavour. It's not like it's tasteless. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's there's, but there's but you're right. There's no complexity to it. It's like uh, a the difference between a cheap wine and, or sorry, a very cheap wine and a mi- mid-priced wine. The mid the cheap wine isn't bad; it's just n- simple. Yeah, well, yeah, a, a cheap good wine. Yeah, as opposed to a cheap bad wine, which which is bad, but well, yeah. is also simple. Yes, a cheap good wine. Yeah. Mm. Well, yeah, this this may well be. This may well be a case of the. Um, Case of the three hogs all over again, with the hogs three all over again, with something that is really nice, really easy to drink, mm. but also really cheap. Yeah, like a, a, a beginner lager. Yeah. I, honestly, I would say the first one we had is a better beginner lager because the flavors are more complex and it doesn't hit you in the face with the word lager. Mm, but, and it's got a sweetness to it that this one lacks. Yes. And if you're not... But it is a little bit bitter, the first one. Yeah, well, it is. That's true. This doesn't have much bitterness to it. No, I suppose if you're not used to lager, though, that little bit of sweetness would help. Mm. True. Very true. So it it is interesting that this has less bitterness when you recognize that it's the simpler lager. Yeah, because lagers are normally bitter. Yeah, not, not, not necessarily insanely bitter. But it's the, not a bitter per yeah. se, but it's. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, it's usually got more bitterness than this. That's that's for sure. It's, I mean, the bitterness of a lager is usually closer to the first one. Yeah, and it's kind of got a um, a roast pork smell to it. That's what I'm trying to pick. Yeah, I couldn't put my finger on it before, but now that you've yeah, roast pork. Mm. So this would go well with a roast pork, r- roast probably. Dinner. Yeah. Which, is, funnily enough, is winter food for Europe. Yes. Or traditionally winter food. Traditionally winter food. So this could well be an import. Ooh. 
I hadn't thought of that. Hmm. Because it's pleasant, it goes down easy, it's definitely a lager, but it's nice. Yeah. Like, quite nice for a very lager-flavoured lager. <laughs> yeah. for, for you being someone who is not such a big fan of lager-flavoured lagers. Yeah. I mean, I, I, I like craft lagers, but that's more because they're craft beer and they have complexity to them. Um, but this, I mean, this is fine. I'd drink it again. Yes. All right. So I suppose now we just prepare for number three. Number three. Um, just so you're aware, everybody, we are not drinking three beers in half an hour. There's editing involved and we're pausing the recording so we can finish these in our own time. Yes. It's the magic of editing that is making it seem as though we're consuming them so quickly. Yeah, we're not really. That's three... I mean, one and a half beers between us, or three beers between us, is a is a lot in half an hour or 25 minutes. Mm. Um, but we're stretching it out because we're podcasters. And yes. Yeah. All right. On to beer number three. Number three. All right. On to beer number three. Number yeah. three. Three. Good things come in threes. Yep. I'm... Hoping this is going to blow me away in terms of quality. Because, yeah, if we find that the... This, this one That's is definitely a pop. a pop top. Yep. Yeah. If we find that this one is of a lower quality, then we have to reassess everything. <laughs> yeah. All right. The color is... Golden, it's a uh, well. Of course, it's yeah. I think this is more an amber color than the last one. More in line with the first one. Yeah, much much similar in appearance hmm. to the first one. Though it's really not holding its head at all. Oh, you poured it really well. I did. <laughs> you poured it too well. Too well. <laughs> <laughs> Kept the head down too much, but the what little head there was just vanished. Yeah. It sure did, but yeah, it's a a amber gold, yeah, it's as, or slightly orangey gold versus mm. a, the yellow gold of the last yeah, one. Yeah, it's it's a little darker than the last one, but I don't think quite as amber as the first one. Ooh, there is no lager, sm- very little lager smell to this. No, this one smells very, mm, smells very fruity. Yeah, so this could be this could be the top one. This could be the top. We could have actually called it here Ooh. with. Middle bottom top, yeah. Like the first, the first one was pretty good. So let's find out what this one is. Ooh, oh, that, that's a face that says yeah. it's good. <laughs> it's it's very pleasant. It's um, it doesn't have an awful lot of complexity to it though, and there's definitely a subtle sweetness. You're right, and a subtle bit of fruitiness, but but no bitter, but no bitterness, no bitterness, no. Mm. And yeah, not enormously complex, just really. Simple flavors, yeah, but really I don't know. Yeah, soft, smooth, simple flavors. Hmm, it's almost not a lager. Yeah, it's mo- almost more like a a almost more like a pale ale, or yeah. a, a summer ale, which is a version of pale ale. Yes, yeah, but I guess if Forex summer can be a lager, and a sort of <laughs> attempting to be a mix between a lager and an ale, which kind of is. 
they they call it a bright lager, mm. which is almost a pilsner. Yeah, it's on the raggedy edge. Yeah, and this may also be on the rain slicked precipice of not quite being a lager. Mm. But yeah, this is super light on flavour. Um, like a hint mm. of bitterness. Yeah, it does also have that fizzy wrapping the tongue feeling. Yeah, that the last one had. So perhaps, I mean, it's it's a pop top, so it's not cheap, cheap. Yeah, it's definitely not, or a cheap domestic rather. Yeah, it's not a cheap domestic though. Are there any cheap domestics with pop tops? I don't know of any, to be honest. No, I mean there are expensive domestics with pop tops, but then there's cheap imports with pop tops. Yeah, yeah, and there's expensive domestics with twist tops. Yes, so the the top isn't really a giveaway like it used to be because no, although they've changed it. Although most of the twist tops I've seen have been cheaper ones because they want to make it more accessible. It's mm. easier to open a bottle with a twist top if you don't have a bottle opener. Yes, very true. If you yes don't have a bottle opener or don't know that trick with a cigarette lighter or don't know how to. Open something on the edge of something else. Or, and destroy your friend's bench top. Yeah, or don't know how to open a beer <laughs> on another beer, which we did, which I do have a friend who does quite impressively <laughs> in not spilling them everywhere when he does it. Yeah, colour me impressed. Mm. Um, yeah, I don't, I don't know. I think maybe this is a cheap import. Mm. Perhaps. I mean, once again, the the logo on the top of the cap wasn't covered, but I'm not familiar with it. No, it's not a giveaway. No. Not, not norm- it's not normally a giveaway for beers. No, well, and even if it does let you know what brand it is, it doesn't really let you know what it is. Yeah. And a lot of brands have a wide variety of stuff that they produce. Yeah. I don't know where to put this. No, like initially it smelled as though it should be at the top. But tasting it is, yeah, tasting it, there's there's no complexity. Mm. Yeah, so it tastes nice. I mean, this this really, this is hugely reminiscent of the Hogs 3. I know I bring the Hogs mm. 3 up a lot, but it was, you know, easy to drink, pleasant flavor, very simple. Back when we, back before we really knew what we were looking for. Yeah, where we decided because it was so easy to drink and so smooth, <laughs> it had to be up the top. Yeah, how wrong we were. How wrong we were, but it it made a good point, though, that just because it's cheap doesn't mean it's bad, mm. and it's a great starting point, and I happily go there again and again. Yeah. Yeah, you've always got a bottle of Hogs 3 in your cupboard now. Yeah. In your liquor cabinet. Mm. Oh, because it's, it's, you can have a little bit by itself, you can mix it with something else, and because mm. it's cheap, you don't feel bad however you drink it. Yeah. Whereas with a good, with a good bourbon or a good scotch or a good anything, like a really expensive one, you, mm. you know, feel like you're going to that special place in hell if you should mix it with something. <laughs> yeah. Definitely the Scots think you'd go to a special place in hell. Oh, yeah. For the, for, uh, Child molesters and people who talk in the theatre. Yes. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I I reckon. I think this is the cheap one. Mm. Back back to what we're drinking. I think this is going to be on the bottom. And yeah. So we we need to shuffle then and say that that we think number one is the top. Yeah. 
and that number two is the middle. Yep. And we believe that number three, you believe number three is the bottom. I'm not so sure. Okay. I think possibly that this is the middle. Right. And number two was the bottom. Okay. But only because the flavor seems lighter, smoother, but the nose has a little more complexity on it. Okay. Yeah, I, I, can, see, I can see how you come to that conclusion. Mm. Yeah. I suppose it's time for the reveal then. Yes. Let's, yes, indeed. Let's do it. Start with number one. Okay. Numero uno. Numero uno. Number one dun, dun, dun. is the, the Brooklyn Brewing Co. Lager. That's, that's a craft, isn't it? Uh, Brooklyn Brewing Co. is a craft. An, an imported craft. Yes, from Brooklyn. Go figure. In the good old US of A. New York. And so that is... Actually, let's reveal them all and then we'll do the pricings. Oh, I can see you looking at the receipt. Because I, I did. <laughs> and he's... Don't give it away. What's okay, number two? So number two... <laughs> Oh, number two is a James Bogue premium lager. Right. So that's not cheap. It's from Tasmania. Mm. Um, So it's a domestic, but it's a premium. Yeah. And that's interesting. Yeah. Because we did think it's very easy to drink. It's very pleasant. Mm, But it had a really strong smell. Had a really strong smell. And I'll admit, I've always enjoyed Bogue, so it makes sense that it's, it's pleasant. Like, you know, ice cold, it's very, it's a very pleasant beverage. Mm. All right. Number three, um, which is what I think is the cheap one, and you think is the mid-price one. We have... Number three is the oh, Cricketers Lager. That's a craft. That's an expensive one. Yeah. Brewed in Melbourne with Amarillo hops. Right. It is an easy drinking lager. That is... They're not wrong. Yeah. Right. So, I'm going to guess the... guess it's three... Three, two, one. But, uh, yeah, old uh, old mate at our favourite bottle shop pulled a fast one on us. <laughs> he did. Because... Threw a curveball. Because the, the Brooklyn Lager... Yep. ...was the top. Oh. But I think we're going to have to search elsewhere to find where the other two fall, because currently, at our favourite bottle shop, the other two are the same price. Oh, of course. <laughs> All right. Let me... Throw open the Google search. So yeah, he's he's throwing us a curly one <laughs> by <laughs> making number two and number three actually the same price. So it's Cricketer's Arms Lager. Cricketer's yep, Cricketer's Lager. Yep, Cricketer's Arms Lager, and the James Bogues Premium Lager. So there, the website, uh, their website should show their their recommended retail price versus their sale price. Yeah. Have. James Bogues Premium Lager. And what was the last one? Brooklyn Brewing Co. Well, the the uh, Cricketers. Cricketers Arms. Because the Brooklyn, we know, is the most expensive. Oh, is it? Yes. Oh. Yes, the, the Brooklyn came up at the top, but then the other two are the same. Right. So, so. Oh, they. That sly fucker. Yeah. They're the same on the website, too. Oh, are they? Yeah. 
but yeah, so you can't look um, you can't look on our on our favorite bottle shops website. We we're going to have to check their official pages to see what the recommended retail price is. Yeah, unless that's the same as well, in which case he's throwing us a really curly one. And um, I guess then we've done a fantastic favor for all of you listening in telling you of the two that cost the same, which one we think is better. Cricketers Arms, hands down. Uh, yeah, if if they are both the same, yes, I I am inclined to agree that that one is the one in the middle, and that the Bogues is the bottom. All right. So at an alternative bottle shop, Cricketers Arms is going for four dollars eighty a bottle, and James Bogues is going for four dollars sixty a bottle. So still very close. Still very close, but I would definitely say that the Cricketers Arms is a nicer drink. Yeah, I think if you're if you're torn making the decision, if you're looking for a for something in that price range and you're not sure whether to get the Bogues or the Cricketers. Yeah. Yeah. Go, yeah. go the Cricketers. Well, depends. If you like the really lagery drinks, if you like that strong roast pork smell, mm. go for the Bogues. You'll it's still a really nice drop. Oh yeah. Um but for uh, for something lighter, maybe something for a beginner, perhaps the Cricketer's Arms is the way to go. Cricketer's yes, Arms lava. Because it's very smooth. Mm. I mean it is it is exactly what they say on the box, which is that it is easy drinking with intriguing citrus characteristics. Yeah. They're not wrong. That's that's what it says mm. on the label. Very, very, very nice. Mm. So that's it. That's the three. Yeah. We, were we right? Well, I was right. You were right. You you thought that the Cricketer's Arms was at the bottom. Yes. Initially, until we revealed that it was also a craft. Then you changed your mind very quickly. I still, the the problem is they're the same price. Yeah. Or within 20 cents of each other. Mm, But I suppose it's all about which one we think falls... Where because yeah. this this is the blind taste tests have never been about us working out which one's the most expensive. No. It's been about us working out which one's the best. And are you just paying for a label, mm. or are you actually paying for quality? Yeah, I I still think that the Cricketers Arms tastes the cheapest because of the the lack of flavour. Um. Well. Lack of perceived mm. flavor. Yeah, so I guess it depends what your where it sits on the quality scale between the Bogues and the Cricketers Arms would definitely depend on what you're looking for from a lager. That's it. If you want a a stereotypical lager, the James Bogues will be the one to get. Something lighter, something probably easier to drink. The Quick Cricketers Arms is the way to go. Yeah, and uh, certainly I think we can both agree that the the Brooklyn Bru- Brewing Co. Lager, you get what you pay for. Yeah, shit, yeah. That's That was nice. I would mm. have another one of those, happily. Yeah, very nice happily. lager. All right. Uh, that's it, I think. Yes, yeah, so time for the plugs. Yeah, if you like what you heard, uh, shoot us an email. Let us know your favorite lager, or if there's a lager you think we need to try, send us an email to a drop at gmail.com. We'd love you to like and subscribe to us on your favorite podcast app. Uh, you can find us on Podbean, Apple Podcasts, or um, or the RSS feeds in your little little app that you use. It's a good drop all about alcohol. 
And of course, we are on the socials at Instagram and Facebook as a Good Drop Podcast. We'd love for you to uh, shoot us any comments on there. Maybe let us know in the comments what you think about any of the lagers that we drank today if you've tried them Mm. and uh, get a bit of a conversation going on whether you think it was value for money that's it and if you want to have a look at previous episodes or want to share a single episode to your friends you can check out our good old-fashioned website agooddrop.com.au now be sure to tune in next time when we have a very interesting discussion on the very old drink of grappa Mm. it's surprisingly expensive for what it used to be yeah and uh more about that next time Mm. so until then cheers cheers